last time on Safe Place with Titus Glenn. And sometimes you have to have conversation. If you're not going to choose, at least have the conversation to make it apparent that this is what's going on and check on somebody's mental space and say, how are you feeling about this person being in this space? And yeah, it may look different. Maybe it could feel different. But for the sake of everybody's healing, the conversation needs to be had. y'all let's continue this conversation this week as we continue to talk about the ripple effects of divorce family friends and community let's get it in let's dive in let's go so let's go back to we talked about family so let's dig into friends because it's another type of ripple effect you hear me (laughs) so when I was married we had a group of friends that were couples, right? When I got divorced, that circle was delete. <laughs> you hear me? Delete. Gone. Bye. Bye. No more. Right? And this is when I knew that maybe I didn't have friends in the first place. Because those friends didn't check on me. They didn't see about me. And I actually had one person from this particular circle call me to see if I could have um, a conversation with their family member. uh, Because this particular family member had, you know, was thinking about me. And I was really appalled at first. Because this particular person had not checked on me. And so I felt like they was asking to do me a favor, do them a favor. And I was like, uh, no. But I went ahead and did it because, you know, this particular person that was asked was older and I wanted to honor what they were asking. And all at the same time, I think it's interesting how people move, you know, when it comes to and maybe they don't know how. I'll say that out loud. Maybe they don't know how to come to you to say, hey, brother, sis, are you okay? Because here's the thing I do know is that some friends going to, again, have one side of the story and other people's going to have the other side of the story. And so, again, I don't know if I said this already. You, I did say it. I'm going to say it again. This is another situation where people are choosing what side they're going to be on. And although it may not seem fair, you know, it it happens. And because of the allegiance that they've had or what they've heard, they'll side with one party versus getting the whole truth. And if you really want to be friends with both of them, understanding where both of them are and respecting it. Right. And I've discovered in this place of friends that 
when you go through some of this magnitude, you really begin to see who your friends are. We ain't got to talk every day. We don't, we don't have to chop it up, you know, but once we connect or once I'm going through, you know, for me, I know I have discovered who my friends are because I have people that legit check on me without me wanting anything from them or anything that they, without them wanting anything from me. And that has been refreshing. And I don't have to hide. I can be honest. If I can't be myself with you in this season, we're not friends. <laughs> we really not. Because the level of mass that I had before is not there. And I would encourage anybody, if you around people that you can't be yourself, did I just... <laughs> Listen, that ain't your friend, bro. Sis, that ain't your friend. That might be a life lesson that you are learning, that you are experiencing. Because when it comes down to it, people will show you who they are. You don't have to do anything. When life happens, people will show you who you are. There are people that I've went to go, have gone to support just to show up. And I've had certain things. And you know where the people are? Nowhere. And I was like, told myself, you know, Taisha, you need to stop doing that. And unless I feel the pull to say, you know, just go support, um, I'm learning that balance, right? Because people, they're going to hear what they're going to hear. They're going to perceive what they're going to perceive. And then they're going to judge you based upon, on information that they have without really, you know, checking to see if it's true or accurate. And if it's true and if it is accurate, come on, somebody, if you love and care somebody, about somebody, you just still show up, regardless if you think they're right or wrong. And that's something that I've had to come to groups with. People choose. And it's okay. They make their choice, but you get to assess. Come on, look around. Look around and see who's still in your corner after you've gone through, after you've made mistakes, after you have uh, just endured life. Check around and see who's still checking on you. That's those are your friends, you know, maybe you guys hit a rough patch or whatever. The people that love you and still care about your well-being will circle back around and you guys will heal and manage all that. But in this space of friends and the ripple effect of friends, some of your friends may may be obsolete, delete, gone and out of there. And you know what? That's okay. It really is because we are all managing different things. Some people are going to be triggered by your situation or they're going to think that you could have did something different. They're going to think that you could have maybe showed up differently and maybe they're disappointed with you. That is none of your business. But what you can say is, you know, I see that this is done with. And I had to recently block, (laughs) block some people. You hear me? Block some people because uh, one of these friends from this circle reached out to me and I would just have a conversation and I was telling the mother of my children about the conversation and they were making me aware, well, maybe you shouldn't be having that conversation because of, and I was like, you know what? I don't need the drama. And this, this shows me that some people are okay with their situation being toxic. And guess what? I'm not there. 
I just got wind. Speaking of, like, this is how I know people are okay with being toxic. I just got wind of, and this has nothing to do with this this circle, but I'm I'm a related to some things. It has some things to be. It has some things to do with what I'm thinking and where I'm going, and maybe I, I'll figure out how to tie it in. So, um, work with a client. And they were telling me that they, they've gone through a, a situation at church to where they were, they, they got removed from their position because they got a divorce. And I was like, huh, interesting, interesting. And the fact that their leadership that was pretty much fired them was in an unhappy marriage themselves. I was like, Whoa. And I'm looking around like some of this stuff is some of these friend circles I've been in to see how they're managing their trauma with staying together baffles me in certain circles that I've seen this. And this goes back to sometimes your friend circles or maybe you're, you've decided to heal and they might be it might be an opportunity that you're out. I ain't going to say I'm growing because it doesn't mean you're better. You're just shifting because you are literally ready to heal. And some people are okay with with standing in their sugar honey iced tea. And they don't even know that it's sugar honey iced tea because they have become so familiar with it. And because of what it may look like, they decide to stay in it. I'm going to leave that alone. But those that know, know. And those that don't know, You'll learn that when you shift, when it comes to friends, you know, it could be an opportunity that you have awakened and say, you know, I'm ready for heal. This don't work for me. Maybe my family could look like something different. And I'm choosing my healthiness and my happiness over what people think I should be doing and what my relationship should look like. And if it comes with we're not friends no more, God bless you. Because if we're really friends, your respect and your honor, and there would there won't be this adding of drama. Because listen, those that have walked through and is going through, it's already drama within yourself because you are conflicted with all the decisions. You're questioning like your identity, like who you are as a person. And it has nothing to do with sexuality or anything like that. It's just like, what's my purpose? What I thought this was supposed to happen. It's a whole ordeal. So you don't need people in your life that are bringing extra drama because the drama is already within. So if it's time to shift, it's time to shift. And you let your friends continue their toxic stuff. And then you allow yourself to be removed and manage your own triggers and heal accordingly. Bet. Bet. All right. So this last topic. Or area is community. And when I say community, I'm talking about church community, right? You in the areas that you go and you fellowship, right? And so in this space of fellowshipping, I had brought my family into this community where we was fellowshipping. And again, another trigger point because we were going to the same community and it would just be different walking in, walking into the space and seeing them there. Or if I got there first, as soon as uh, she walked in the room, if I was singing, I would legit be wrestling (laughs) because in my mind, I'm thinking like, what are they thinking about me? What? And it's uh, like a whole ordeal 
And when it comes to community and church, again, you have to make another decision to say, do we stay here or do I remove myself so that I can heal? I had another story I wanted to share because I had another friend who went through a divorce and they were, their relationship was in a church. They were in a church. They were working in the church, but it was, it was my friend's ex, their family church, right? And so when they decided to get divorced, they were still going to the same space. And because of this situation, they asked my friend to step down. And I didn't understand it at first because I was still in my, my marriage at the time. And they were saying, you know, they asked him to step down for the sake of the other person being able to come to church, to the church. And although I feel like it, it was unfair at the time, and I still think it could have been a better, different type of conversation. I do think that for the most part, it was a way to help their family heal from what went down. And that goes back to, it's like a community and family type of situation combined in this story that I'm telling because it was family, because they, it was a family church and the people that are over it, the person that, that they're, you know, related to is family and the, the person that's working there is an in-law. So I can understand that separation. All at the same time, it does something because you're legit having to shift. And again, they had to choose their family over my friend, which I could respect. But at the same time, it's a it's a different place when you are the one that's not being chosen. <laughs> same way with my family, I think, because in moments I didn't feel chosen and they decide to disregard how I feel, that does something to a person's emotional state. And um, when it comes to community, sometimes you have to find a different community. You have to put yourself around other people that you feel safe with. And it's not that I didn't feel safe in my community with the people there, but the fact that at that time, because it's, it's better now, at that time, I didn't have the strength or the capacity to endure seeing my, the mother of my children in community. And, and I think that could have been some judgment on my part as well. Like, who they praying to? Like, what she praying about? And that is none of my business. None. But mentally, listen, it takes a toll when you are transitioning out of somebody's life. And this is why I say, and people might say, Tyus Kimberly, you said that, but I'm going to say it. This is why I agree that, and I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. Divorce at times can be worse than somebody dying because although that person is not there, you have memories. Being a divorcee, divorcee, you have to see this person still living. And you, you, you don't get to not see them. You don't get to. 
And so you have to learn how to manage what that looks like for you. What that what does that look like? Me showing up to church and me having to see them all the time. What does that look like? Because now there's another space that you know people are talking and you know that they are friends with they have friends within the church and those friends are probably not talking to you about what's going on. And I think overall, people just sometimes don't know what to do because now everybody's divided. Everybody's divided. When you look at all three scopes, family, friends, community, what affects the core now really expands to the masses in ways that you didn't even consider, right? And I believe that in every sector, like somebody got to speak up, you know, the same way that we check on people that are grieving in a death, check on those people that are grieving in the death of relationship or I'll add to it or a job or losing something of value to them, a a car or whatever that is, because some things people manage differently and you never know what's going on unless you ask. And those that have a voice and can be courageous courageous enough to speak up and say something. Say, tell somebody how you feel, right? Because they might not know. They may not know how to address you. They may not know. And I'm learning that. Like people, we are all on our own journey. And this type of situation might be triggers just might be triggers for other people. It might be triggers for other people. Your divorce, your separation could be bringing up traumas from their childhood. Or it could be, it could be, so for some people, it could be bringing up trauma from their own relationship that they had, that they were divorced from. And maybe that's why they don't want to talk about it or they okay with bringing the third party around because they healed and they're not considered, they're not being considerate on your own process or what it takes for you to heal on your own journey. And I keep on saying that's okay, that's okay, but it really is okay in any area that you choose. At the end of the day, you got to do what works for you. At the same time, if somebody do, does something differently, don't hold that over their head because again, they are doing the best that they can or how they feel based upon what they feel to do or know to do. And I think that's a that's another layering or pulling because sometimes they don't know, sometimes they don't want to know how they look. But at the end of the day, going back to you have to do what works for you in family, in friends, and in community. I'm going to repeat some of this because I feel like, it, it, it again, it needs to be said over and over. If you don't have a voice, learn to speak up. If you're a family member who uh, who is witnessing this, check on the people that you are inviting to make sure that they are OK, especially if you want people to be to be managed and healed uh, properly. Check on their mental space because they may not be OK. They might be there smiling. But mentally, they might be warring with 
that other person being in the room. That's the truth. That is the truth. And if you have it in you, you know, you may not like it, but you you may have to choose. You may have to say, you know, I see where you're coming from. Um, but or or it could go different ways. I want I don't want to say I want you when looking at this entire picture, I want you to do what's best for the entire situation. If you want to bring healing to your immediate family, then you might not be able to invite your in-laws to certain, to that other in-law to certain spaces. You might not be able to do that if you really want to see them heal. And there might be moments to where, you know, they might be okay later. But I will say in the early stages of that separation, if you if you have not heard the story of you, don't know, ask. And if you ask and they don't say nothing, that's no longer on you. What I'm doing in this space is bringing awareness that these conversations need to be had like they really do. So, y'all, that is the that is this episode of Safe Place with Titus Glenn. The ripple effect of divorce. Family friends, and community, because it literally is a whole ordeal. So I hope you guys got something out of this podcast, this show. Um, Go join the community that we have, Safe Place with Titus Glenn on Facebook. And let's just, you know, if you have a question, you have a topic you want to discuss, please put it there so we can have these conversations around topics. And I might have more, more conversation around Divorce, um, because I feel like this is also an area that I'm healing and having these conversations is helping me to manage as well and heal and walk through um, and give somebody else hope on the other side of the journey of what it could look like if you stay or if you leave. Either way, it's still things that you can consider, things that you can stand on and walk through because of the stories and the opportunity that we get to discuss here. So y'all, that's it. That's Safe Place with Titus Glenn. We out and I will see you guys next time. God bless. Find yourself, be yourself. And let others do the same. Find yourself, be yourself. Let others do the same Find yourself, be yourself